everyone, welcome back. Betsburts Golf for the 3M Open, also known uh, affectionately around here as the Andy Molitor Open. Joined by the man himself before he gets boots on the ground. He was kind enough to stay in his uh, humble abode to talk 3M with you. Andy, how are we doing? Yeah, heading to the 3M after this. It's a lovely course to walk around. It's, in a, it's just like in a neighborhood, like some of these TPC courses, just hanging out in people's backyards, watching practice rounds. But no, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Open in its fifth year, formerly, I think they used to do like a senior event up here, but cool that we have a local event. Um, and it's it's a nice spot for broken down old uh, you know top golfers to come and try to steal some points. It's kind of what, it, you know, there's a, there's a few guys who, sponsorship or whatever but i mean for the sure. most part the top of the field is some guys that are trying to get it right i don't know if i'd stick sungjay and sungjay just plays here for some reason and but you know there, there's been some names i walked around with usti a couple years ago um obviously finau's won this it's been some some weird winners i've seen wolf was wolf the original winner i think yeah, it was uh, wolf uh wolf and bryson right uh late in that yeah that one right because and you know if michael thompson you've had cam champ michael uh, thompson then cam champ and then fino yeah yeah we yeah, haven't uh, had uh let's, let's uh unpack it's a it's a mix go ahead uh yeah it's, it's a, bit of, some, a uh, bit of a mix of uh winners for sure go ahead i want your open championship thoughts we have a uh, major season behind us brian Harmon. I don't know. It's like it was it was boring theoretically, but like good for him for making it boring. But he just kind of like stepped on everyone's throat and just kind of kept it there. Uh, everyone was waiting for the collapse. He did it both I think Saturday and Sunday early in the round where he gave a couple back and then just grabbed the reins again. And no one really jumped in to make it a really competitive match. But I don't know, playing in a major or playing in any tournament with a massive cap, I think that's really to do. And he, I think deserves credit for doing so. It looks like he's pretty much based on points, put himself on the Ryder cup team thoughts on the open thoughts on Harmon thoughts on the Ryder cup. Yeah. Probably put himself on the team. Great win. He's a guy who's been good. And I went and checked where I had him in like my numbers. He was just, just outside of range. And I mean, you saw what I did outrights last week. I just couldn't, I couldn't justify most of the numbers. I bet Xander and then, just you tricked me into some Morikawa, and that was pretty much it. I spent more on my outrights at the Barracuda than I did at the Open. I really liked three matchups last week. Uh, two of them won fairly easily. A third was looking like it was also going to be settled by the cut line. It did get settled by the cut line. Siwoo Kim went into Friday with a 10-stroke lead in his matchup and only lost that matchup by two strokes, so... That was a quite the quite the amazing two and one performance. I'm just happy it wasn't the, you know, whenever I go like two and one, three and one, or whatever, whatever one loses is usually the one I feature in the free newsletter, which just bothers me to no end. I like to give out some free winners, so um, it was nice that that one wasn't featured in the newsletter at least because that was just painful. I and mean, he was like four over through three holes. Uh, other than that, I mean, like you said, boring, but the course was good enough to. Like it, it's just such a fun course to watch. It's, it's you know, even if it's not guys you're re rooting for, maybe it's somebody you don't like or 
you know, maybe it's Rory. And, you know, there's those pot bunkers. And half the fun of watching it is just like, oh, oh, oh it scooted right past it. Or he just drove right through it, you know. There are some, uh, <laughs> it, it created some very interesting, obviously, JTA in the, you know, round one there. We had a few different spots. Tony having to putt backwards out of the pot bunkers. It's just not something you get to see that often. Obviously, gorgeous landscape. Just getting people to play, watching them play 17 and 18 was just always interesting no matter what. Seeing the different ways you could attack the, you know, attack 18. Seeing the, you know, some of the shit show that was 17. So I enjoyed it even though, like you said, it was boring in the end. Uh, as far as the result, it was never really in doubt for the past, the last two days. It's still, you know, it's still a major. You want to take it in. You want to watch it. And yeah, congrats to Harmon. Congrats to a bunch of guys who finished T uh, two and ended up with, you know, if you finish high enough at a major, you're, you're getting your golf has this weird. And I, I called it Byzantine yesterday on the deep dive. It is though. There's all these rules about points and, you know, what happens. But some of these guys getting second in a major, or top four in a major. It's a really big deal for getting to play in some other big events next year or just locking things up. You get to play in, you know, hey, you're, you know, the, the rules around getting into the players, the rules around getting into the other majors. So congrats to everyone who played well. Uh, the Barracuda was fun, but man, everything I said about the course, like, hey, it's an awesome links course with pot bunkers. Like the Barracuda course sucks. You know, if it didn't have awesome vistas of the mountains because it's in Lake Tahoe, it is a really shitty muni. I, I mean, guys were <laughs> guys were just throwing darts. I mean, the bad shots were like, oh no, he has a twenty footer now, and that's probably a two putt. And it just it was really hard to watch guys struggle at all. I mean, people just didn't struggle. That said, I still want to go there next year. I still think I'm yeah. planning on going to the Barracuda because it's like 20 bucks to get in, even if you didn't have to, <laughs> if you didn't get media. Uh, and I, I guess I liked it because I had an outright uh, actually did win, but f I think I had, I had a weird bookmaker number. It's like 4379, okay. you know, oh, that was awesome. a weird one. So, I nice think he down I, in the 20s or whatever. Yeah, no, he got he got bet quite a bit, and yeah, I love how he just took this week off. Even though the, the points thing was weird, you know, he did because he won one of these events, he loses the points from this event and the Barbasol for some reason. But he's but now he's technically on tour, so he could qualify for the playoffs, and naturally he just you know took the week off instead. Heading to God knows where with his Instagram model girlfriend instead. So I guess that it is what it is, but I'm 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 fine with it. On well, the Ryder Cup is an interesting discussion. We don't have to go long on that today. You know, Harmon looks like he's in a pool. But like we are like, like nine, ten weeks out. So like yeah, he's playing great form wise. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of that discussion, but we can get into it. Uh, I'm going to jump out and come back in because my audio was really wild. That was a, I'm glad you went long, but I heard you in one ear as you were live and I heard you in a 10 second delay in the other ear. So you can uh, wax poetic about the uh, 3M TBC Twin Cities and I'm going to come right back. Yeah, no, I'll talk just, just real quick, like Ryder Cup standings. Obviously winning a major does a lot for you. Brooksy 
he didn't have uh, you know the, the great performance that we saw at some of the other majors. He's still up there, but it does look like you know Brooks is still going to be in on his number just based on how many points he was able to get in. But Scotty Windham, Harmon, Brooks, Xander, Patrick are your automatic qualifiers right now with Homa, Young, Spieth, Keegan, Colin, and Ricky Fowler. As the next six in points, obviously those are decisions that are up to the captain. Justin Thomas currently sitting 14th. Denny McCarthy right behind him. Sam Burns, Kitayama, um, Zalatoris, obviously not going to take him with the injury. Harris, Finau, and Chris Kirk, Harris English uh, past that. I don't know what we're going to do with that. Uh, I still, I made a case for uh, Justin Thomas still making the team because of his experience with, you know, match play and some of the absolute blow up holes not going to matter in match play. You can't shoot, you know, five over on a hole when you're playing a, a singles match versus somebody on Sunday. I still think his experience matters. So we'll see what the, the cap does on that. But, yes, the 3M Open is in TPC, Twin Cities. And I'm going to put a map of this. There's a good shot of the overhead map of this uh, course. Somebody featured on Twitter the other day, and honestly – I think a lot of people would be guessing wrong if you showed them that picture. They'd guess like you know one of the Florida courses. There's an obscene amount of water on this course, and it is the land of ten thousand lakes. But essentially, this is an extension of the Florida swing. And there, and I, I have another tweet saved up. I guess you don't even have to read the newsletter this week because I'll tell you all the tweets that are going to get featured in it. But there, ter, ter, traditionally, almost every year. There's more water balls here than there is at Sawgrass and there is at other, you know, other Southern courses that find themselves in the Florida swing that end up with a lot of balls in the water. There's so many water balls here. So it's an easy course, but you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. And we saw it with when Tony won, he almost did it a couple times. And that was always the joke with Tony, you know, Tony can't close. And, and then we see it on 17. He hits a bad tee shot and, if it weren't for a you know four-story high bleachers there with a big backboard, I guess Tony could have been wearing his basketball jersey like we have seen in the waste management because he took one off the uh, called bank there. And that still almost rolled off into the water. And then 18 has a big pond as well. And things always get a little dicey with Tony. He still got it done, but yeah, it's uh, it still did it's still an easy course, as uh we have in the notes here. It played a little tougher last year. Ron asked if I had any thoughts on that from going up and I did remember from his preview from last year, I had to remind him of his own preview. They did lengthen the rough a little and it was, it wasn't one of those bullshit. Hey, the rough is going to get cut up a little. Like it was a legit four inches. Uh, we haven't had a lot of rain. Obviously they have plenty of ways to water. They can just drain the ponds if they want, but it, it looks pretty lush up there from what I'm seeing already. Like I said, I'll be up there this afternoon. I'll probably I won't inundate my Twitter with like a hundred pictures. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do some Instagram posts. I never do anything on the IG. Maybe I'll put it on fucking threads. Who knows? But yeah, with the the wind, the wind did make it play a little firmer, causing some balls to run. That caused you some problems with water holes on, you know what, thirteen holes with water danger, and just with with that taller rough. You know, some of the guys who were a little inaccurate and were able to get away with it in years past. They really. You know, they really did struggle a little more with those second shots out of the rough. So we're looking for drivers. Length is great. Accuracy is better. A little of both would be real solid. 
we've seen names like that. You know, some of these guys who have big drives who find fairways and leave themselves short chips and can't putt anyway. We've seen them still shoot up the leaderboard. Johnny Vegas, a few years back, just took this course to task and and missed every putt. You know, he still was like in the top five as he was, you know, big driver, was finding all the fairways. Didn't matter that he couldn't putt. He was still right up there with the leaders. And, you know, some of the guys with the shorter, the shorter drives, but still accurate, who have decent long irons, these are easy to hit green. So just find your find yourself some greens, score here. It is going to be a low scoring event again, and just stay out of trouble. Like the bogey avoidance, the double bogey avoidance. I guess for the most part, driving accuracy. That's why I said I, I'd take it over distance if I had the choice, because I'd rather be you know thirty yards short of the other drive if the other drive is at the bottom of a small creek. Yeah, there'll be. Uh, I saw be Matthew Wolf put one in the water in a body of water that wasn't even part of the course. Like it was like a drainage ditch behind some houses, <laughs> and it went like over our heads as we were standing out there. That went in the water. It's not even part of the course, man. It's over the walking path. Um, as he is, you know, it's been a long time since he's uh, been on the tips of our tongue. Is just someone we were excited about. I remember that a few years ago. Uh, any anything I missed there on three M on TPC TC? No, I do think you made a good point. There is a little bit more nuance comparatively to some of the other birdie fests that we've seen of late. Uh, when you think of Detroit, when you think of John Deere. Because of the water, all right. You can't. It's just not complete bombs away because the, a lot of these guys are staring at interesting, uh, you know, water and landing spots. They their fairways are wide, so you do have to be like really spraying it to get yourself in a ton of trouble. Uh, but the rough is a problem, as you mentioned. There was a good amount of wind last year too, which I think drove some scores a little bit lower than we've seen in years past. So, yeah, a little bit more nuance. I mean, I think it's an interesting course. If it wasn't like you said in the middle of a neighborhood. Cause it's just not aesthetically pleasing. Cause you just, it's, you're just in like a rich suburban community of blame. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't show as well on TV as I think they're probably, you know, as it would be if it was kind of standing alone, even like the John Deere is, you know, not as much in the neighborhood uh, just from a TV watching standpoint. But yeah, I mean, long and straight plays everywhere. It does, I think matter here. Uh, you got to be able to, to get hot. Uh, you mentioned the, the water balls, I think what 303 last year. It's kind of wild. It's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of balls in the water here. So, um, driving accuracy. I kind of backed into something by accident yesterday. Building a model. I shared a tweet and actually I saw that. Yeah, it. expound on um, that a little. And we have the ability to. So you know, driving accuracy is. I think just any statistic by itself can be a little noisy without context. And driving accuracy is basically just capturing fairways, founds. Right? Are you in the fairway off the tee? Uh, but there is definitely like down the middle and uh you know on the fairway along the first cut um and we have a stats pga tour stat and you know in our customizable stat database licensed pga tour data where you can capture the distance from the edge of the fairway uh which is going to give you a little bit more context to driving accuracy so i put that in the model and i saw ron did it. he put his actually off the tee model in our discord this morning for subscribers uh, capturing a lot of different elements because off the tee, I think matters a ton here and, and not just distance. Um, I think you can get an understanding of some guys that that populate pretty well in edge of the fairway. Um, you know, 
distance off the edge of the fairway that don't really populate really well in driving accuracy. So that tells me that when those guys miss, they don't probably, they don't miss by much very often on average um, versus some guys you'll see that, Hey, their driving accuracy is pretty good, but they're actually significantly lower on the distance off the edge of the fairway. Meaning that when they miss, they tend to have big misses and that's what you want to avoid here. You want to avoid the big miss because the big miss in the landing zone off the tee typically is wet. Uh, and here that's, you know, that's going to be a, a stroke penalty or two because you know that's kind of the design and that's the only thing in the course is, is defense so i think being able to look at that and kind of marry the two is something that i want to be able to layer into my approach moving forward and i think it really matters here in particular yeah there's a few spots and again this is the only course besides waste management that i have firsthand experience like walking and watching them play there's so many rough areas that are just turned into walking paths like by day four a lot of these spots where if you you can miss what I saw again, I think it was Johnny Vegas. He missed the fairway. He was like 25 yards off the fairway. And I mean, it was just an easy little iron shot into the green because he wasn't, he didn't end up behind a tree and the, the grass was matted down from all the, you know, all the crowd. So like you said, the water is the true defense, even with the taller rough, there are some trees, but a lot of them aren't really placed in spots. They're going to be a problem. Uh, there's a fun bunker on 16. That's uh, the most fun, I think, as far as watching. You know, six, the closing holds are good because of the, the 17 is over water, and then 18 is a long par five. That, I mean, you prepping, prepping for uh, prepping for the 3M by watching the the open. You have a tough uh, a tough par three on 17, and a a par five that can get you in trouble if you go for it on 18. But 16 is a lot of fun because they'll bring that tee box up on Friday. And make it into like a you know a basically a, a really really short par four. I think it was just a shade over three hundred last year. So a bunch of guys driving that green, and that was that was the most fun I had sitting there. Uh, found a shade tree and just sat and watched yeah. people, and everyone oh, and, and then it just scoots past the hole. <laughs> oh. like it, that's I think maybe bucket list for like golf watching. I want to watch a, a hole in one on a par four. That's that's all I want to yeah, see. Be, that's where I'll be heading this week. You got to be there on Sunday, though. They do they do make it uh, quite a bit longer in the other days. Um, yeah, let's get into some of the guys we think can win because, like I said, I hit Akshay last year, so the wall's a little flush. And, I mean, it was just a lot of names that I liked this week, and the prices were okay. I will say I did get kind of effed on some of these prices. I waited because I was waiting for Bookmaker, hoping they'd have – They've had the best prices on a lot of the guys I've liked for weeks on weeks on weeks. So I scraped a couple of the other books I'd used offshore, um, sat there all morning, waited for them to come up. Essentially, they have the price that all of those fell to. Like six of the eight outrights I bet got worse over those eight hours, which I guess is good. The market is with me. I got CLV in my head, but I bet shitty numbers. <laughs> Um, I actually revisited a couple, like, should I even be betting this anymore at this number? I still ended up doing it. Uh, I went small. I have eight outrights. So I'll talk about most of them now, starting with my guy. Boy, I just I couldn't stop talking about Johnny Vegas. Now I go right to Grillo. I'm just, uh, is, this a, is this set up for South Americans? And you can, once again, tell exactly what book I bet that at. Because I got him at 25.59. There was 30s in the morning. I really wish I had grabbed the 30. He is, you know, uh, when I'm running numbers, 
Uh, I think for a, for a course like this, one of the easiest things to do is, you know, every every course I run a, a model for form. I'm looking at long-term form coupled with short-term form. And I, you know, I give everyone a, a power ranking in that. Then I do one just for irons and approach. It's kind of a blended model with approach, greens and regulation, a couple other stats that are more, a little more focused on that course based on the distance and proximity stuff. And I run a ranked model and then I convert that into a power ranking again. And then I do one just for course fit. So he obviously is going to pop super high in the form. He had a great finish last week. And then just again, looking at the approach numbers and when I run that approach and greens and regulation only kind of numbers model, whatever you want to call it, he's one of the best here. He is one of the favorites for the reason, for a reason he's up there with the big names. Uh, I don't know that around the green matters as much here. Cause we, we saw it like, it hasn't. Uh, no, it hasn't. We saw like, Oh, Tony was really good around the green. Then you go look, and it was like, yeah, but it was like ten shots all week. Yeah, you know, it, it was. Oh, it was just a few. Hey, he had a little pitch on a, a par five, and he had a couple of these where he didn't miss. But you can't get in a ton of trouble around the greens unless it's wet. So I don't worry about that. He is lacking some touching his around the green stuff, but his ability to find the greens and his approach play. I don't really think I'm, I'm too worried about that being an efficiency in the game. And then when I started looking at some of the, you know, the granular stuff and bogey avoidance, double avoidance, um, you know, I, I liked a lot what I seen here too. So took him at 25 to one Emiliano Grillo. And yeah, he's a, he's a winner on tour. He's gotten over that hump. He has that win equity. There's not a ton of names here outside of those, you know, those big names, you know, there's some big names at the top of one to majors. And then it gets awful squeaky for uh, names who've won events, and you know, maybe you've won events recently, I guess. Uh, before Grillo, um, did you consider any of the top five? Because uh, you kind of have that tier of uh, of guys that are, like you mentioned above, you know, Tony, Cam Young, Decky, Sanjay, um, and JT. Right? These you have some guys here. Where now the playoffs have gone from one twenty five to seventy. Guys are trying to get points, uh, trying to. Yeah, if I was going to take anybody at the Make top, the case was... for themselves. For... Oh, Noonan's internet is fucked today. He's just froze like a motherfucker again. Um, is it me? I... Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, unless I hope it wasn't me. Old school. Uh, Tony, Tony's price is a little low for where he's playing right now. Kind of the same thing with Hideki slash. I don't know if he's super engaged here. Um, obviously. Justin just playing the way he's playing in stroke play. I mentioned I wouldn't mind him in the Ryder Cup in stroke play. I don't think his game is translating very well for a course like this where he can get himself in trouble with some of these wayward shots and suddenly he's wet again. Like JT to miss the cut here is live, which is crazy considering the field strength. Um, yeah, at, at the top, it was basically Sungjae or nothing. I like a lot of his game. I like how it translates here. I agree. I just needed a little better price. I kind of pivoted over to Grillo instead. It, kind was, of feel uh, that it way. was tough. I too. I like I like Sep a little as well, but I want a little more of a price there. And that's kind of it for me with a lot of the top of the board. Actually, a lot of the board in general is that I like a bunch of guys, but I just I couldn't get there. I just thought maybe on Monday morning we we're going to get some shorter prices. 
uh, not even just the, the top tier, but just guys, even the, the Grio, the Straka Price, uh, some of those other guys that are in that mix. I just, I don't know. I thought they'd be shorter, but yeah, I mean, we got to wrestle with the fact is Grio a two-time winner on tour in season. Is he winning two events in a season? Is he going to be, if he wins this event, he has as many wins on tour this season as Scotty Scheffler. Are we ready to go there? I don't like to use that sort of stuff to talk me out of a bet. So <laughs> no, I know. I just, I know. I just stuck with the numbers and said like, Hey, it's three M like camp champ one here. Michael That's Thompson, true. you know, it, it's, if a guy's coming in with the form and the, the necessary game, to beat a course like this and the prices are right, I guess I'll bet him. So um speaking of Sep Straka and speaking of the Ryder Cup, let's talk about a guy. I want your opinion quick. Does Ludwig make that team? Is he your eleventh or twelfth man on? They are deep at the back end Europe. I'm worried. Yeah, I don't know that like our our bottom six yeah, I don't know why they savage. I don't know why they wouldn't Fine, I'm saying this because Feinberg to, was. To some... Feinberg had Bovada slash Bodog put up a price for it on that hashtag. What's your wager? And they put up like plus one seventy five. I thought it was fifty fifty at that point, so I put a couple mm. hundred bucks on Aberg to make the Ryder Cup at plus one seventy five. So I'm cheering for at least. You know, I don't have him outright. I haven't looked at any of his matchups, but. I'd love to see him play well because making the Ryder Cup uh, benefits me financially. I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, I mean, look at, at this point, the kid like long and straight plays anywhere. It's a shorter course um, in the sense that, you know, Americans might have backed into a nice fit with Brian Harmon, who hasn't, you know, wouldn't necessarily be a good fit at, say, Whistling Straits, but is a really good fit in Rome. Uh, I don't like, you don't need to put him out for everything. You put him out for, you know, Head to heads, you put them out for for just uh you know match play stuff, and that's I don't know. I feel like he can go out and be any of these guys. Uh so I think he's gonna make it real easy because he's just gonna go out and win this week and solidify his spot. Um, because I love I love, love how he's playing. I love what we've seen of him of late. I wanted maybe a little bit longer of an up. I 35s are out there. I think 30 is the best in the market right now on uh young ludwig and yeah t20 at plus 170 he is uh my top of the board shortest number that i bet here um, when you look he's played in five events since turning since turning pro officially right he has either led the field in strokes gained off the tee or finished in the, in the top three in all three all five events um he has been plus distance and he is plus accuracy so he you know rare combination again five events so small sample uh, not a great showing in Scotland. I'm willing to throw it out. Links golf, traveling overseas and all that stuff is, uh, it could be unique, but T4 last time out the John Deere, uh, and he gained an approach, which kind of lines up with how he was coming up. Like, you know, he wasn't the guy that was just bombing putts, uh, cause his approach game has been kind of middling since he turned pro, but, um, almost a stroke per round on approach at the John Deere. T4 there that those approach numbers were 14th for the week. I just, I love everything about where he's at. And in a place where long and straight seems to matter more than anything, because this is kind of a long course still. It's like what ninth or tenth longest on tour. Um, yeah. So he's not going to have to be in you know forced layups to find the fairways. He's going to be able to take out driver, and uh, the, you know these around the green stuff doesn't matter too too much. Love him thirty five, and I think he answers the the Ryder Cup question pretty cleanly cleanly this week with his uh, win or uh, you know top ten finish here. 
Yeah, I'd go for I'd go for a top ten finish out of him. Uh, I did in this range. This is kind of where I started attacking heavily, as we often do, and I think this sort of event lends itself to this. Uh, we have some double dips that we'll talk about, but somebody, again, I was pissed on, and Dan, producer Dan, will tell you what kind of number he got on Glover, but again, it was like a 50, mm. 55 on Glover in the morning, and I'm like, man, that should be like 30, <laughs> and there's so many people that I think should be 30 that essentially I'm wrong because not everybody can be 30 to one, but he is, you know, if you run a form model right now, and it includes anything short-term, he's form monster, Fifth, sixth, and fourth is last three outs. Again, great ball striking, horrible putter. Those kind of guys have placed high here. He's number one in the field over the last 50 rounds in good drives gained. Not as granular as what you were doing with some of the distance from the fairway kind of stuff, but good drives gains, you know, just means even if you haven't found the fairway, you found the green. You know, it's uh it's your ability to just find the find the green and regulation despite, you know, the, the, the drive. So kind of keeping himself out of trouble there and too. And then, yeah, just the approach is not only just good, his greens and regulation numbers over the last 50 rounds, he's top 10 in the field here. Like he's good enough to win this 40, 45, 50 to one was a bit high. I mean, there were sixties. That number was a little high considering how well he's played the last few times out just coming in hot. So we'll ride the glove. We'll ride the hot glove. And like, yeah, kind of you look long-term, shitty putter, but he's done, he spoke about some recent changes in his putting, yes, and you've exactly. seen it. Uh, so that's encouraging, too. Like, he lost strokes last week at the Barracuda, but the two previous starts, he gained strokes on the green. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're far away from him. This dude won a U.S. Open. Uh, so, like, he's, he's – the pedigree is there. Like, he seems to be a guy that's kind of shaping into, uh, you know, a late season – you know, he's going to be a Champions Tour guy in the next handful of years, but – as of now, still playing really good golf. I got him this morning at plus 120 to T30, a guy that I liked quite a bit. But I wanted him to be 60, uh, even though just, you know, that and that's the name thing in my mind. Like, am I going to kind of bet Lucas Glover at 35? Probably not. 40 still a good number, even though you, you, you know, missed the best of it. But, uh, yeah, I like the form case for sure. And I think a great finishing position bet without a doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're living in the middle here. And I like I like a lot of these guys. And we have a couple that are, that are overlap, which are not – uh, it's not breaking news for anyone who's been riding with us this season, a couple of these guys. Yeah, we made the joke. We should just replay that clip. But uh, yeah. Aaron Rye, Aaron Rye is another one I'm, I looked at. Uh, I have a matchup I'm zooming in on as well with him. Uh, when I ran all of my power numbers and did a weighted average of those with form approach, you know, mixed mixed approach and then a mixed course fit, power ranking he was number one across the board not first in all three but as far as doing a weighted average of uh, the power yeah. rankings he came out tops i always bet my top guy uh unless the price is just ludicrous a lot of times when you do it it's like oh scotty's the top guy no shit i don't always bet him at like six to one obviously saving myself some money by doing so because i should be betting him top 10 but he was the top ranked golfer aaron rye in in the stuff i put together Sixth overall in form, first in the long-term approach in greens regulation, and third in the course fit for the week. He is another member of Team No Putt. But, again, this is a place where you know, it's pure bent grass. Some guys can find it here. 
if the rest of the game is putting you in good scoring positions, it just takes a little bit of positive regression on the flat stick to to end up with a decent result here. Obviously, a guy who can come out hot in round ones. We've seen that lots in his career so far over here. And it made decent results late. I mean, top 10 at the Rocket, top 10 at the Canadian. He has placed high in some places with some, you know, maybe I don't want to put the rocket up there as high, but the, the Canadian had a really nice field. He still played very well and uh, finished in the top 10 up there. So 45 uh, to one and Aaron Rye like him a lot this week. Yep. Uh, a place like, uh, you know, I think you get a little sawgrass again, you get some Florida courses, you know, PGA national, um, you know, th- those are fits for Aaron Rye too. another guy that I grabbed this morning, T30, at minus 110, uh, like him to be in the mix. Another guy that I like that I just thought the number was a little bit off. And part of it was I I wanted to, you know, kind of peel it back a little bit this week too, because I had overextended for the open championship. Um that did not include Brian Harmon. So I wanted to peel back some of the uh the outright numbers. But yeah, and these are guys that I think all can you can make a case for. Uh Gary Woodland's in that mix for me, another T30 number that I grabbed that again, we know the can Attention on Gary Woodland, obviously another massive uh, team captain of Team No Putt, uh, who I think is is a, a viable play in the finishing position market. I can't get there on the outrights. But, uh, yeah, do you have any more before we get to some of the guys that we overlapped on? Oh, Hoygaard. The one, the one Hoygaard. I did play him at 50-1, uh, to one too. This was another one where it's like, uh, you know, I, I said I preferred accuracy off the tee, but I will take distance. Uh, this is a guy who could absolutely miss the cut if it, things get swirl, squirrely off the tee and he's in the water a bunch. But he's fifth in driving distance on the DP this year. And that's not one of those things where it's like, oh, well, it's playing on the uh, lesser tour. Like distance is distance. You know, you bring you can bring that number over here and he's, he's obviously a bomber. Uh, if he stays dry, like I wrote, he'll have a lot of short irons. He yeah. can hit those. With a plum, he has lots of scoring numbers. You know, when you get him on courses like this where his distance matters and can matter, he does end up with a lot of opportunities gained, obviously. And this is just kind of a no shit, Andy. He's great with par five scoring. Hitting the ball 330 plus yards helps you on par fives quite a bit. There's some scorable par fives here for sure. And then yeah, just top ten top ten in Europe in greens and regulation percentage as well. He is finding those greens after the long bombs. 50 to 1. Nikolai Hoygaard, thank you for putting in the fancy O on the graphic for me, Dan. Uh, I don't think I've ever been on him before, but uh, I'm starting mm. to pull in more and more DP data and, you know, use that. And I just, I kind of liked him a lot this year. Yeah. Big DP guy, Andy. Um, yeah, I got Hoygaard at uh, plus 140 to uh, finish T40 on FanDuel. So I know what I said. Uh, but yeah, I like the kid too. And yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been on him uh, a handful of times. But yeah, just another young. I mean, both him and, and Rasmus. I think at this point, Nikolai is is probably a little bit better. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, both of the kids can hit a mile. And yeah, excited to see them. Hopefully, more here in the states. So uh, now we're I think we're in the uh, the. Now we're double dipping. All-stars. I'll let you lead with this guy. I bet him as well. I tweeted about him. This is the. Uh, I think there's probably a case for this every week where, you know, realistic, pragmatic person who, which outright would you like to win the most? Well, it's the one with the biggest number or the one with the biggest, you know, if you bet differently on each, the one that makes me the most money, which, you know, for me would be a much bigger price than this. But if I had to really choose, 
I would love to see Eric Cole in this this week. I was gonna. I should ask too. I wonder how. Yeah, maybe somebody who's listening knows. Uh, hopefully, the heat doesn't affect him. You know, he's old rookie with uh, some lifelong health issues, but <laughs> like. I, I don't think it's going to be too bad. It is going to be hot as shit out this week. That's like a theme for the 3M Open. It's always like the hottest week of the year here for some goddamn reason. Uh, but, yeah, I love him. Take it away. Tell me why you bet him. Yeah, Eric Cole is the guy that kind of led me to going down the wormhole of the driving accuracy and distance from the edge of the fairway stuff where he uh, – and I looked and I was like, well, look at where he's played. He's played at places that have really prioritized – driving accuracy when we're looking at uh pga national again like that's referenced often a lot of water there in florida uh that was the spot where he finished second to uh, to chris kirk uh, kind of early in the season and, and got on everyone's radar again this is not like you're some of the other guys that we're talking about often any of these like 24 year old up-and-comers like, Eric Cole's 35 he's had some off the course stuff that's you know put him into this situation but finally playing really good golf good play good finish at Mirfield village where like there's not a lot of water there but like driving accuracy matters. It's definitely a, a thing. And then same thing, TBC River Highlands a few weeks ago in, in uh, Cromwell, like you need to be able to, to manage the water there as well. And he's played really well in those spots. Um, distance from the edge of the fairway, significantly better than his overall driving accuracy. So that just tells me when he misses the fairway, he doesn't miss by much. Uh, friend, uh, we have, you know, some exciting uh, people joining the chat. Um, they liked my DP. Shout out, yeah, shout out to the comments. crew um, on Twitch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the accuracy off the tee rare Cole is something that, again, is. Are you shutting up? I missed it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, Eric Cole playing good. Uh, he can compete when, uh, he can compete when, uh, you know, scoring gets low as well when you look at where he's played well. Mexico, you got to get a lot of birdies. Uh, Byron Nelson, you got to put out a lot of birdies. He's actually fourth in the field and birdie or better percentage in the last 24 rounds. So all the things that we're kind of prioritizing. Accuracy, uh, since it's kind of hanging back a little bit, but he's fine. He can get a lot of birdies. 60 to 1 was the number that I got. He's available on Rivers at plus 105 to T40. Um, I think probably anything still in the 45 to 50 range is still viable. Yeah, worst price for me. Uh, obviously, that's kind of my the team this week, but I'll still I'll still be cheering. Yeah, this is a fantastic number on uh, Eric Cole by you for sure. Uh, the second one that we both ended up on, uh, Austin Eckrote. Another one where yeah, same kind of thing. You got a better price than me, but man, it's it's another one where hey, your approach game is just kind of nails at this time. And your accuracy is good enough where I'm willing to deal with you here. And, uh, you know, I, I would have loved to let's get this guy in some more stable for events, I guess. His his game is it applies yeah. the same way that uh, Akshay's applies, honestly. Like, hey, this guy can put himself in a lot of situations for scoring, scoring opportunities, birdies are better, things of that nature. So, um, what you, you got a bit 90, 90 to one, you freaking animal. <laughs> yeah, eighties, uh, and there's like a ninety for a little bit on uh, Rivers, uh, and they release their enhanced market. I always wait for that on Monday morning. If Rivers is best in market, uh, they'll hang out those numbers to let you do each ways for about two hours or so. Then they'll come out with an enhanced market, just a to win only, which is what most other books offer to begin with. And then they usually, depending on 
where the guy is, they'll bump that number up. So the guys that are really short, like it'll sometimes only be two points or so, but sometimes the guys that are like way down the board, the enhanced market will see like 10, 25 uh, points higher than where you would typically see them. So, uh, you know, if you're stateside and you have access to, to bet rivers, look for that on Monday morning. Sometimes if they're, they're the best, they're, you know, wait for that enhanced. So yeah, at Grote, look, we've been on him a ton. He cooled off a little bit, but I still think everything that we want this week, he does. So I think he is a, you know, maybe not a you know, form King at this point, but definitely I think a great course fit again, similar to Eric Cole when, you know, we need to get birdies. He could do that again, T2 at Byron Nelson. You know, that's you're getting in the mid twenties, low twenties there. Punakana, you got a score solo fit there. He got to 16 under uh, slightly above average, both in accuracy and distance off the tee. So again, this kid had a, we're not far removed from a T10 at the U S open, you know, a few weeks back. So the pedigree is there young kid, weaker field 90 is a great number. What was my uh, finishing position? I got him a T40 at plus 110 this morning as well. So like Ekro to, uh, to kind of get back onto the horse. Yeah. Top, top 15 off the tee right now in the field and basically one of those guys where when you look across the board at the prices excuse me the the metrics just you know your basic sg stats there's nothing that's like hey you're bad at this like here's your one huge deficiency like, uh, across the board he's he's at least a, a slightly above average uh, around the green i think would be his lowest number if you looked at the last 50 everything else was very good t to green top 20 ball striking is 24th in this field and then some of the you know the granular stuff i used for course fit good drives gained he's 22nd uh par 5 scoring he's 40th out of 160 you know just a bunch of stuff that's well above average and a decent price on him so i like him um hiko hiko I didn't see this one. I didn't even see this in the chat. Maybe I missed this. This is a big number two. Yeah. It's a big number. Let me see. Let me see where we're at now on Higo. Um, it's significantly shorter. It's significantly shorter. Uh, I'm about double. Uh, it looks like MGM is a 75. Everything else is in the uh, like 60 range. So look, I mean, I, I was like, I feel like this kid's been around forever and he like kind of, kind of has but he's still only 24 he just kind of came on to the to the scene pretty early um you know in like a really nice little stretch of run and he was playing like the sunshine tour and the challenge tour and like just got on an absolute heater and then like won a couple events in the dp world tour like back to back and then comes on in his first week at the you know one and done palmetto and wins uh the palmetto you know the, the strange covid year but when you look at kind of his finishing positions uh, he's as streaky as they get, you know, he's basically like not in the mix or he is like running off a handful of T twenties, uh, mixing in some T tens. Like he's been competitive and that's where we're at right now. We're in the back of uh T 21 and John Deere T 19 of the Scottish driver is what he does best. And he is again, like Aberg in a way he's long and straight. He has gained strokes off the T in 11 of the past 12 uh, accuracy is plus which we don't really see often for guys that are plus distance as well. So again, uh, 125 was a great number. I'm probably not getting involved in the sixties. If you missed it again, get in the discord, get those early numbers. T40 on FanDuel is plus 140. Uh, that might not be for everyone. Cause there's probably a lot of, uh, you know, variants for a guy like this, as we mentioned, like he's sometimes either, you know, uh, in the first page of the leaderboard or nowhere to be found. But right now he's in the middle of it. 
And I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to get himself in trouble off the tee based off of kind of how he plays. He's just going to be a guy that maybe sprays it with irons and doesn't make a lot of putts if he goes sideways. So, yeah, 125 I think is a great number. Yeah, um, I have a couple bombs. I didn't have a lot to say about them because I kind of hate playing prices that big, but it was a couple yeah. of guys that popped pretty high and popped pretty high in the numbers. And I said I had to, I kind of have to play these big prices, especially, you know, there was a triple digit one I have as well. I mean, just off the, because we, we don't have cards for these. Um, Dylan Wu, who is one of the better, you know, par five players, he has a little bit of, little bit of that distance and he's you know actually kind of really good uh tee to green i haven't seen a huge you know drop in any part of his game decent enough putter just another one where the the form is pretty good and it's like man you're like 100 to one and then i shop around a little and there's a 125 so i played a little dylan Wu, uh chun and you depending on your place he's another one of the the asians that has a couple names well, like our friend Tom the Kim, where it is Kevin Yu at a lot of places, hmm. not actually his name. He's another one, too, where he's, I don't know, just like poor man's Aaron Rye, like kind of the same skill set, really, really, uh, really, really struggling with the putter. His around the green stuff isn't great, but uh, he's another one that's super high, super high off the tee, strokes gain week in, week out. He can play well, and he was like 80, 90 to 1. So a couple of bombs I took, and then I think the that might be that might be it for my bets. I think that was all eight. We talked about them four. We talked about the two I overlapped with. Um, I don't know if you get anything else. No, I only have the four outrights. Um, I was with you. Like For me, it was M at the top, but it still wasn't the guy that I, I uh, wanted to spend that really short price on. Again, we're you know heading into – uh, you know, playoff season, and you know, I'd rather wait till we get uh, you know some of those big fields. I just I I, I like Aberg this week. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that just I want to be there every week, especially a spot where it's like I'm not just blindly going to chase the guy. I feel like it's a really good course fit. So uh, that was my guy at the top. Considered you know Grio and Straka, like you mentioned, like those guys quite a bit. But yeah, it's a board that I like. I like a lot of the guys, but I went finishing position route versus spraying more outrights um, just to to back off of you know last week having. Some Scotty, having Cam, having Brooks, having uh, Vic. Like, those are expensive tickets. Uh, and when those don't land, just needed to, you know, bankroll manage a little bit more responsibly this week at the, you know, sub-50 numbers. So just have the one and uh, feel good about it. Yeah, I'm waiting for a couple more places, which it's funny how I, I made this mistake with outright prices. And I just talked about it, but I'm still sitting here waiting for Bookmaker to put matchup prices up. I have like six matchups that I'm very much looking at. I just really wish they were available everywhere so I can kind of do a little price shopping comparison, get some market sentiment on a few guys that I'm worried are a little cold among the places with the, the money pouring in. But uh, for the most part, it's it's some of the same guys I talk at. Like, uh, you know, just spoiler off the top, I like the... I believe it's an Aaron Rye over Sahith Thigala matchup. I like that one quite a bit. There's a couple of a couple of the guys I looked at outright that have some matchups that I think are plus EV at the current prices. So I'll have some of that out. Obviously, uh, you know, follow the newsletter. I'll have a free play in there. If you're in the Discord, I'll have some more plays out in there later on today. And then, like I said, 
you can find uh, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram. I'll be putting some pictures up from the course. Actually, it takes. I, I just like walking around. I just forget to take pictures. I took I took like two pictures in three days last time I went up. Like, oh shit, I forgot to do this. I just wanted like <laughs> I was with Stewie Sink and a pro am, and I don't know. It was quiet. There wasn't like a crowd, so you could hear him talking. And he was giving Larry Fitzgerald advice on like half the holes after he'd make his swings. The shit was interesting. Like when you could get close enough to hear it. So I wasn't yeah. sitting there taking a lot. Of, I took a picture of Larry Fitzgerald's bag. I have that somewhere because it's just a bat. You know, the, the cool script pit logo. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's his bag, which yeah. it was it was pretty that's badass. Cool. But I will I'll get some nice pictures of the course. I'll have some takes. I'll talk to some guys. I'm going to try to make it to Justin Thomas's press conference here in about three hours. So we'll see if anything comes to that. Uh, Betspurtsgolf.com. Betspurtsgolf on Twitter. Andy MSFW on Twitter, RY Noonan on Twitter. I just keep saying Twitter until uh, we stop calling it X because that is fucking dumb. Um, best luck to us. I went smaller on my outrights this week. I just quarter unit on everything uh, because I knew I was going to spray the board a little this week. Even even the short price, like uh, Mr. Mr. Grillo. I didn't go any bigger on that. Just flat staking across the board on those eight for me. If you have any questions, you find us on Twitter, find us on the Discord, find us anywhere, leave some comments on this. Uh, if you like golf and you like betting on golf, please hit the thumbs up. That helps a lot for this to get found by more people. It keeps the lights on here at Bet Sports Golf. So appreciate you guys, and we'll catch you next week for Windham. <laughs>